Welcome to Weekly MTG. I'm Blake Rasmussen. I'm Steve Sanu. And over here we have a well-dressed special guest. Oh, hello. <laughs> he's, he's back there, you can't see him. Uh, we have the professor from Tularean Community College who has come all the way up from Portland to hang out with us here at Wizards of the Coast and ask us a bunch of questions. Yes, this is our fact or fiction episode. Uh, and we, we asked the professor to come on down, ask us some questions, and ask us fact or fiction. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the way this is going to work is we're going to separate the questions into two piles. And one... <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. The joke yeah. was just sitting there. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, we'll put the question up on the screen. Prof's going to ask us. Uh, and then Steve and I are probably loudly and annoyingly going to go, Fiction! Oh, yeah. Fact! Yeah. Fact! Yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, these well, are actually and just... You know, uh, these are actually <laughs> questions. Very professional. Yeah, uh, very professional. Yeah. These are actually questions that were submitted mm -hmm. by uh, people on Twitter uh, a few weeks ago when we announced that we were doing this, and uh, that I looked over and I created a master list, uh, and then a few got vetoed, and the rest are here uh, for us to discuss whether or not these ideas about Wizards of the Coast and Magic the Gathering, the game that we all love, are indeed fact or fiction. And Blake was very courteous to allow me to submit an additional fact or fiction question after the events Today. of this weekend. Today. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, are we getting started or do you have any other let's, preamble uh, stuff? No, let's dive into it. We have yeah. a lot of questions. All right. We are going to take questions from chat. Um, because many the Magic the Gathering players ask Many questions. Magic the Gathering players ask the question. Ooh, do we get it? <laughs> it's about coverage. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm shocked. All right. Uh, lead us off. Fire yeah. away. All right. Fact or fiction, we're going to start right out with it. Let's do it. Looking at everything that's happening, yep. uh, Wizards of the Coast is making budget cuts to coverage. So Massive, minor, any budget cuts are being made here. Coverage is getting cut. What's happening? So um, I'm not going to do my deep fiction voice here because this is, this is something that a lot of people are really worried about yeah. and has caused a lot of uh, strain in the community. And, I, and here, here's the, the bottom line is we know that a lack of information is driving a lot of this. Absolutely. And people um, not having the information is, is scary. So our, our philosophy this year when it comes to anything having to do with competitive play with eSports is we're not going to roll out the announcement until we know everything um, and can give people the full picture. Because again, when we roll out little bits here and there, as we did this past weekend, we get into trouble. Um, because people fill in the gaps or they just uh, not having all the information causes a lot of anxiety. So we know that this is a big point of anxiety from the community. We've heard that over and over and over again, and we totally get it. It's, it's totally accurate. Um, I'm, the, it, it is fiction that we are making cuts to tournament coverage. Right. We are, we are, the budget for tournament coverage has grown, as has everything with eSports this year. Uh, the budget has gone up. It is not, as I saw, Many That's accurate. People. The budget, your your the budget is up. It's up. grown, increased. Yes, yeah. that, okay. that is accurate. Uh, it is not as I've seen a lot of comments that we took from one place and put into another. Um, one of those might have been from me. <laughs> they, they were coming from a yeah. lot of places, and, and again, with a lack of information, people fill yes. in the blanks, and that's completely understandable. So, um, no, this is fiction. Now we are also, of course, getting. Tons of questions about video coverage. We're just not ready to talk about it yet. Right. Um, when we have that information ready to go, we will. This is a year of change. Like a yeah. lot of stuff is changing. 
And uh, I'm sure, and we'll get to other questions about some of the things. Yeah, there's, as well, there's more. Later, We're going to talk more about that here. Show. So much is changing. It's going to cause a lot of anxiety. It's causing a lot of angst around the office yeah. because we're we're changing things that we've been doing for years, and that's hard. Uh, so change is hard. There will be more information coming, but it'll um, be a full picture. It'll be a full yeah. picture when it's ready. So uh, if I can ask a little bit more about this, and I, I do appreciate that there's legal uh, uh, reasons or other reasons behind the scenes that you can't comment, but I just want to kind of paint a sort of picture here, because I love paper magic. Yep. I love my magic cards. I do sleeve reviews because I like to keep my magic paper cards in the best possible mm -hmm. condition, and I'm afraid about being able to watch paper magic in the future, and I'm getting frightened with what happened, especially this last weekend, about in a year from now, six months from now, whenever a lot of this dust settles, mm -hmm. am I going to be able to, to just, I mean, I know you can't talk about these changes to coverage, but I'm afraid of not being able to watch, like, GPs every mm -hmm. week or paper, just paper being played. I know you guys are excited about Arena, but mm -hmm. are those unreasonable fears? Or, or those reasonable well, fears? Well, it's, it's never, it's never you know, unreasonable to be you know, afraid that the thing you love is going to go away. Right. Uh, I, I, I would not absolutely say that like, that's the case. Mm -hmm. Paper magic is so core to what we do. Um, there is, you know, the, the entire eSports series, the, the $10 million, the big headline that we've done all this year, it is, it is split between paper and arena. Sure. You will be able to qualify for paper tournaments through paper play. Um, I, I can definitively say all of our paper mythic championships will definitely be streamed. We'll definitely have full coverage. Um, we're talking about you know the fuller picture of okay. what uh, streaming means in 2019 at a later date when we're all ready with that picture. Uh, but paper magic's not going anywhere. All right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that I'm afraid are going somewhere, <laughs> modern. I've heard of that. Yes. Yeah. Factor fiction. Well, I'm, I'm glad you've heard of it. It's a format that isn't on. <laughs> now it's a format that isn't on Arena, mm -hmm. and uh, Arena is. It has been announced. Uh, uh, is coming out with a non-rotating format sometime before the next rotation. And I am eager to hear about that because I love non-rotating formats from mm -hmm. Commander to Popper to Modern is also one of my favorites. But it does also make me afraid. So Factor Fiction. Wizards is, and we were told Modern Masters is, is for the foreseeable future, mm -hmm. not really on the schedule. Factor Fiction, Wizards is phasing out Modern. And uh, yeah, Factor, there it is. Factor Fiction, Wizards oh, is phasing out do Modern. It, do it. Fiction! Yeah. Can we get the bug up? Fiction. Fiction. Yeah, uh, yeah so uh, we, are, we are not phasing out Modern. Yeah. Uh, I, I would ask that modern players pay close attention in February. In February. Uh, and there is one thing, Prof, that I want to I want to yes. uh, clarify. <laughs> we we said that uh, we said that master sets as a whole uh -huh. are, are getting phased out. Uh, that that means a lot of different sets, not just modern masters. I you mean, gave an indistinct, <laughs> not for the foreseeable future. Right. It was yeah. very non-committal, but right. we read between the lines. Uh, so I. I would ask that modern people that are excited about the future of modern uh, pay close attention in February. Yeah, yeah, I'm very, excited about yeah, that. One. It's February's a day away, and I'm a modern fanatic. No, oh, okay. Okay. Let's see. All right. hold on, hold on. February, January thirty first. We'll yeah. end, end of February. End of February. All right. So flow your role, modern players. Yeah. We you heard it here. We'll Huge get there. announcement: February thirty first from <laughs> Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> February thirty. There are only twenty eight days. <laughs> twenty eight right. days. Uh, but no, uh, we Wizards is not phasing out modern. Nope. So there's a uh, modern. 
an announcement yeah. in February or something modern players well, are interested in in February? There will be, well, I mean, all, it could be. Know, all of the above. Yeah. But well, I would, you know what? That's already, right. you pulled it out of us, Proc. You, you pulled yeah, out you the did, new information. But, but, uh, but yeah, I, that's all we can say about it right, right now. Yeah. But we're, we're, uh, it's super come, cool. Come March, we're going to have a lot more to talk about. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, in terms of uh, these later formats, in terms of these uh, non-standard, non-limited formats, these are oftentimes uh, favored by enfranchised players. Mm -hmm. And that brings me to my next factor fiction, which is that, and I, I, I just get the feeling sometimes, so factor fiction, Wizards of the Coast really cares much more if n about new players than enfranchised players, that once you're enfranchised, you're you're not you're not maybe as interested in limited. Uh, you're playing magic in a way, you know. So is is that factor fiction that Wizards cares more about new players than than supporting and taking care of its enfranchised definitely, player base? Definitely, definitely fiction. Fiction. So a, a lot of this conversation I know comes from um, we've started doing more communications aimed at new players. We've started doing more products aimed at new players. Uh, the thing is, though, we were really good for a long time at talking to enfranchised players. And if we're being honest, we sucked at talking to new players. Hmm. I mean, if you talk yeah. to a lot of Magic players who've been playing for a while, you ask them, how'd you learn how to play? Well, my friend taught me, and, uh, and that's a great experience, but it's a really slow way to grow the game. Yeah. A slow, organic way to grow the game. Um, we've just been really bad at talking to new players. So in the last couple years, we've refocused our efforts, and that's not to say leaving anything behind for enfranchised players. It just means that you're seeing more new player stuff, and we're still doing stuff for players who've been around for a while. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, I don't, you go back five, six years, maybe seven, if I'm remembering my dates right, we didn't release that many products in a given year. We had our four main releases and mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, maybe a commander set or... or plane chase, a, something plane like chase. that. One, yeah. Like one other thing. We'd release five things. We have now a diverse suite of products, many of which are meant specifically for new players. And those aren't taking anything away because we're still doing our four main sets every year. We're still doing... Um, some sort of cool battle bond or, mm -hmm. or supplementary mm -hmm. set. Um, it's just we've got all these cool other things like Planeswalker decks or uh, game night things that are all uh, aimed at different segments of the audience. So I think what you're seeing a lot recently is us making more of an effort at audience segmentation and, and doling things out to different parts of the audience. Okay. Well, speaking of, of those products, and I'm, I'm the product guy. I love products, uh, every shape and form. You were talking about new players and products, and you're talking about enfranchised players and products. Uh, if I came to you and I said, I'm a new player, mm -hmm. what is the best product for me to, I want to start magic, I know how to play, let's say I learned how to play, but I just want to, I want to get my first magic product. Mm -hmm. What is that new player product that you might steer me towards? What do you think? If you know how to, so I know how to play. If you know how to play, um, I, I would say two things. If you want, if you want to buy a physical thing, yeah. Uh, I like the physical yeah, cards. Planeswalker decks are good ways to start. Mm -hmm. um, planeswalkers are exciting. They're really cool for starters. They're a big part of the game, so knowing you'll get one of those uh, to start off gives you a good direction. Plus, you know kind of what you're getting with that. When you buy a random booster pack, um, which is great for players who 
um, just want more cards mm -hmm. or a draft or, or whatnot. Uh, but with the Planeswalker deck, you kind of know what you're getting, and you can say, I know how to play. I like blue things. Mm -hmm. This, uh, So I'm going to buy this Jace Planeswalker deck or whatever, and you've got a little bit more direction there. Um, if you don't know how to play, I would actually suggest... This is uh, some people who like marketing are not going to be happy and say, don't buy something. Go to a local store. Um, they have welcome decks that they should be able to give out for free. free. Yeah, right. Um, that is a, if you're, if you're just learning, that is honestly the best place to start uh, because it's, they're, they're kept very simple. They're meant to be um, these on-ramps for learning experiences. Well, and one of the things that Blake said that uh, I think I should bring up again is we're, we're really concentrating on products for different segments of players. So, sure. uh, new player. New player that knows how to play Magic. Relatively new. Uh, what's their goal? Do they want to uh, learn learn more of the nuts and bolts of the game through something like a Planeswalker deck? Learn how to, how to do the process before they move on and level up to something else? Or mm -hmm. are they really interested in being competitive? Do they want to learn, uh, say, a standard deck? really well. So something like a challenger deck might be really good for that player as well. Okay. Right. Cool. Uh, we get we, it go down to Friday Night Magic. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, you know, I think a lot of it depends on what your motivation is it, as a new player, you know, and if you don't know, there are a lot of ways that you can figure that out. Okay. Yep. But now I want to flip it. So okay. I'm an enfranchised player. Okay. Blake, Steve, I've been playing this game for, for a long time, five plus, ten even plus years. I love it. Uh, I'm going to get myself something this year, and I want you to tell me, because what product are you going to point me towards as, we do love our enfranchised players, here's something that was made, it is for you. What, what would you point me towards? Point you towards an announcement we're going to make in February, but yep. <laughs> other than that... <laughs> I tried. I, I know. Yep. No, um, <laughs> talk, to us, talk to us in March. Probably. Other than that... No. Oh, yeah. Professor <laughs> invited back in March. <laughs> the... Uh, the um, the first question I would ask is, what do you like to play? Mm -hmm. Exactly, because that's going to. I love modern. If you love, if you love Hopper. modern, currently I'd say Ultimate Masters All right. or yes. um, Ultimate Masters is probably the current uh, hotness for if you've if you've got it all sure. otherwise. Um, but the you know the. The guarantee is that the newest booster release for standard is going to have cards you don't own. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you've been playing for 10 years, they're new. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's going to give you a new experience. Um, yeah, it, it really depends what you play, what you enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're primarily a legacy player, I'm not going to tell you to go out and buy the latest set because that's not going to help you. But I will say, you know, Ultimate Masters has got Sometimes some, there's a little little something that creeps into legacy. something something in there. There's a couple cards in RNA that, that are, you know, Terramander's got some, some legs. Yeah. Does it? Fun? Does yeah. it have legs? I think it has. There might be it has wings. wings. I know that's, that for sure. Yeah. I anyway, sure. they, it, I would my answer would be to probe a little deeper because again we have that large suite of products now that are aimed at people who like different things for different reasons. Right, and and I think I think the question is a lot more complicated than just I'm an enfranchised player, or I'm a new player, right? Yes. And because we live in a world now where magic is a lot of different things to a lot of different people. You can mm -hmm. play in a lot of different ways. I mean, what. Uh, an enfranchised commander player is going to be different than the enfranchised legacy player. Is going to be different than the, the than the enfranchised standard player. Yeah. Um, or the enfranchised player who plays all three of them. Exactly. Yeah. The, then then the enfranchised limited player. You know, yeah. there there are all these different types of players, and we're trying with a lot of these new products to see uh, how we can better serve those segments of player. And I think uh, I think you're going to see more more of that as we continue to move forward.
Fantastic. All right. Well, getting back to the, the I did. I hope you're not angry at me that I skipped to those, but they <laughs> just skipped around. Oh products. no! Yeah. Skipped around on the thing, but it, <laughs> go for it. It worked with the enfranchised it's player flow. thing. It's good. And flow. I thought I'd We're catch good. you off guard. Maybe there'd be a <laughs> slip up. Oh. Maybe we'd hear what's happening in February. Almost got me. All right. <laughs> now we're getting into serious factor oh, fiction sure. questions. Oh, sure. Yeah, very, very serious. We want to know. Factor fiction, Mark Rosewater is the man in charge of Magic the Gathering. What he says goes. He's personally responsible for the reserve <laughs> list. He is the person who single-handedly chooses all reprints, designs all products, and is the one who axed the Magic the Gathering movie. <laughs> He's also personally the person who designed the Magic Arena economy and is responsible for banning your favorite card out of your favorite format. Fact or fiction? Steve, you want to handle this? I'm, I'm really tempted to say fact, but no, it's, it's fiction. It's totally fiction. Uh, Mark Rose, Rosewater is a very talented head designer of Magic. He He's gets blamed for so but much. But he, he gets blamed for so much, and he doesn't deserve it. He is an excellent designer, uh, has wor works very, very hard on the game, and is great at engaging with the community. Mm. Uh, but that doesn't... He's a, he's, a great, he's a great spokesman. Indeed. He's, he's got yeah. the blog. He... God, that guy does so much work. It's, it's yeah. insane. Just he, not on these. Yeah, not he does. On these he things. does a lot of work, but yeah. this is this is more work than I think any one human could ever be responsible. Yeah. So for. So the thing, the things uh, Mark does, Mark, Mark does, does he a, do like so that, that was a, what we call yeah. a joke question <laughs> <laughs> to really get at the at, at the heart of what is it. Does it Mark allowed me to do. connect with the younger audience. <laughs> Greetings, fellow kids. So Mark, is he, <laughs> what does he really he's do? He's the yeah. head he designer do? for Magic, which means. He is in charge of a lot of the work uh, shaping what sets are going to be. Uh, a lot of the early work, a lot of the, hey, we're going back to, let's maybe go back to this world. But even then, the creative team has a lot, the world building team. Wait, has wait, a so lot it is fair for me to yell at Mark Rosewater about not returning to my favorite plane? That is a fair thing to yell no. at him about? Really? Not that I'm advocating it because, yelling because at you know what? Water because you know what? Mark has input, but it is not. It is not at the end of the day Mark's call. Yeah. Um, right. There are a lot of people involved in making magic. What not can to, I yell at Mark Rosewater about? Uh, it relieves a lot can, of stress. <laughs> his podcasts. Sure. He is in charge. He's in charge. He is in charge of his podcast. He's in charge of his podcast. Uh, Blogatog. Mm -hmm. I've yelled at Mark about Blogatog before. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we love Mark. We love we Blogatog. Right. Uh, but yeah, the, the thing is, like, don't don't be mean to Mark about all the things. Like, Mark's awesome, and he He's does great. a lot of stuff for Magic, but he doesn't do everything. Right, and and the truth of the matter is, I mean, if you if you take a step back and you think about, well, uh, what am I? What am I in charge of at my job? If I were if I were a very public facing figure mm -hmm. at my job. And I got yelled at for all the decisions that uh, were, were group decisions, collaborative decisions made. Like, no decision is made in a vacuum, right? Uh, Mark is not in charge of everything. No one person at Wizards of the Coast is in charge of everything. Hmm. Uh, that would be an insane way to do things. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we love Mark. He's a very talented head designer. He's very, very good at what he does. Uh, and please be please be kind to him because we really like him. I love it. Ch chat's having a little fun with this right now. Yeah. Uh, Morrow made Nexus of Fate. Right. <laughs> Morrow made Nexus of Fate. I, I love that we're going in um, the Morrow once fought a Phyrexian and won. Well, guess what? <laughs> I'm actually now going off script because I've discovered something. Uh-oh. I've only been in town for less than an hour. 
but I've discovered something. So fact or fiction, if Mark Rosewater is so awesome, so important, fact or fiction, does Mark Rosewater have his own parking space? He does not. That is. That is. That is not have his own parking space. It is fiction. He does not have his own parking space. We need to start a new movement, which is give Mark <laughs> Rosewater his own parking space. I hope. That How takes can off. you not give Mark freaking Rosewater? <laughs> his nobody own has parking their own space. parking. No, space. nobody. Nobody. Not there's not one reserved parking space for all of us. All the reserved parking spaces. Chris Cox. Expectant mothers. Expectant mothers have reserved parking. Yeah. Chris Cox honestly probably gets here before everyone in the morning. So it's it's. However early you get here is how good your parking spot is, or the other trick is if you take lunch half an hour early, you yeah, time shift right. your lunch from 11.30 to 12.30. You're telling to me. You get back and everyone else is left, so you and can then get, the, you then can you can get the good parking, parking spot, spot for the right, afternoon right. when you're leaving. Yeah. You're telling me That's Elaine Chase has to look for parking if yeah. she doesn't. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Why don't you guys have parking? Okay. <laughs> All right. We have a very big parking it's, lot. It's a big parking lot, man. Yeah. But, yeah, if, uh, I don't know, it'd be, it'd be kind of fun to... To see if people really want want, want Mark to have his own. I think we need spot. to start a get Mark Rosewater's own parking space <laughs> movement. Uh, fact or fiction? I want to talk Ultimate Masters. Yeah, oh, sure. Ultimate Masters was not originally Ultimate Masters. Fact or fiction? Ultimate Masters was originally Graveyard Masters. Uh, fact ish, actually ish. Uh, that was totally coordinated. We have a, we have a graphic that says fact ish. There that we was go. that was one hundred percent. Yeah, we did it. Uh, uh, but no, actually, it, it's fact asterisk, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Factorist. Yeah. <laughs> Gavin actually, Gavin Verhey, um, who has who, actually got an article. Who was, was on, on your, uh, who you interviewed very recently. Yes, yeah. I did interview Gavin Verhey on a new video that was posted to my Tularian Community College YouTube channel today yeah. that people may have seen or could go see later. Yes. Or you could go right now. Mm -hmm. Not right now. After right. this show. How good yeah. of you to bring it up completely <laughs> naturally and I organically know, like Completely that. organically. Uh, but yes, Gavin. Yeah, so yeah. Gavin will talk more about this next week. But yeah, mm -hmm. Ultimate Masters was originally Graveyard Masters. The reason it was factish is that this wasn't, um, the, the way we have this question written was that it was a last minute change. It really wasn't. It was uh, initially concepted as Graveyard Masters. As that was going on, we looked around and we were like, you know what, we don't think we're going to do more of these in the next year, probably the year after, and mm -hmm. who knows if we will again. Uh, so let's really do this. And uh, what you got was Ultimate Masters. So there were changes to the contents. It wasn't as if, if, if you had not made the decision to shift to Ultimate Masters, it wasn't just a name change is what I'm trying to get at. Like, like there was mm -hmm. like, all right, so put Karn in there, or Karn was going, like, I don't know that specific well, example. See, and, and it's, it's, there um, were changes at some so point yeah, to yeah, what the, it contained. The, the, there are changes to what there every, are changes to every set, set sure, contains, sure. right? It's, it's part of the process. Um, I think for, for this set in particular, like, it Yeah, was, what you see a lot of the theme in, and this is why people have said, oh, this is Graveyard Masters, is in the commons and uncommons. And often mm. for sets like these, those are the first things that are built anyway, because you play with a limited environment that's commons and uncommons. And Mark's talked about this before. When you're designing any kind of environment that's meant to be drafted, you start with the commons and uncommons. And so that's kind of the period where this was Graveyard Matters. And that's why you got a lot of the madness and play from the graveyard stuff. Um, delve. From Delve, yeah. that, that initial stuff. And that's why you see a ton of that at the lower rarities. And then when you get to the higher rarities, you see less of that because that stuff is naturally put into the set mm. later in the process.
Okay. But Gavin's going to talk more about that cool. next week. Stay tuned next Stay week tuned. for an article. I believe it's on Tuesday. On Daily MTG by Gavin Verhey. Boy, yeah. boy, oh boy, i got to say, his Ultimate Master is a lot of fun when you just sleeve it up and make it into a cube. Yep. Ooh. I did that with the for, original Modern Masters, too. I, I, I know this is uh, 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 debatable, but I actually feel Ultimate Masters is the best to make into a cube. Yeah. I think the cube it's that Ultimate great. Masters makes is just... Chef's kiss. I, I love the format. It's so much fun to play. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, so, getting into more serious things. Uh, honestly, I, I thought the Rosewater was like peak seriousness. Yeah. Though. No, that like, was that was that was we were breaking yeah. it up uh, to get to uh, 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 this next one, which is that honestly, and this is another thing a lot of people, myself included, uh, are very worried about. Factor Fiction, thanks to Magic Arena, Paper Magic is dead. Or dying. Yeah. It's you're, you're, all you care about is arena and paper magic, whatever. Is the, fact or fiction? Fiction. Fiction. Super completely. Fiction. It's like, su super fiction. I wish we I could make that. We could make it super yeah. fiction. But um, so no, tabletop is still our. If I'm, I'm going to use a little business speak here, it's still our core competency. Uh, arena has uh, kind of exceeded a lot of our expectations, and not just in player reception, but our devs have done a ton of amazing stuff and they've done it really fast. Uh, so when you're seeing the emphasis on Arena, that's because it's the new thing. And we have to tell you a lot more about it because it's the new thing. Uh, it, it is definitely not dead, or it is definitely not killing tabletop magic. The, the rising budget that we talked about earlier, mm -hmm. um, that goes for tabletop too. Okay. We haven't released those details yet, which again, I get is a large part of the anxiety and the fear. Mm -hmm. uh, but all of the information you're going to need, for example, about how to qualify for tabletop mm -hmm. mythic championships. Uh, first of all, it's not going to be, we're going to talk more about this in February, but it's not going to be terribly different from how you qualified last year. There's still going to be uh, what were PTQs, what, are going, what we're going to call mythic qualifiers. There's still a tabletop path to oh, yeah. the highest level of play. It's not going anywhere. We just don't have to talk about it nearly as much because it's not the new thing. People okay. need to know what's new with Arena. We will get to all of the tabletop stuff, and we're getting there. I promise. I know the lack of information. So you haven't true. lost interest in paper magic, Absolutely paper products, not. people playing with paper? Absolutely. You not. haven't had meetings where you said, all right, let's kill paper and, and no. these. So we well, well, I've done that when I've had some tr problem with the paper tray and the printer. Oh, okay. <laughs> like it, no, absolutely not. So we have, um, the way Wizards of the Coast is organized is uh, into studios. Okay. So there are studio what, what is known as R&D popularly um, still exists, the concept of the pit and all that sort of stuff, but that's actually what I internally, so. well, <laughs> it does, but we don't call it that anymore. Yeah, right. Because we have R&D that takes place in different studios. So we have just a tabletop studio. Mm -hmm. which is dedicated to the tabletop game. Yeah, their whole job is just to do things for the tabletop. Yeah, and this is this is the department that's headed by, like, Aaron Forsyth, the director in this, and we bring him out all the time. He wrote an article mm -hmm. today. Bill Rose is still the vice president of that whole group. Like, that tabletop is going nowhere. I don't know for a fact that employment-wise it's our biggest studio, but I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, no, that is, it's super fiction. Tabletop is still the biggest part of our business. Sean, okay. can we get a big fiction up there again just to reemphasize that this is super fiction? Yeah. 
Thank you, Sean. Fiction. <laughs> Fiction. Right. Fiction. I, I like I like paper magic, but you know what? I, so do we. Yeah. We like okay. paper magic too. Good. Well, I I'm, have my I have a whole room upstairs of cards. To, uh, I have too many cards. But yeah. All right. It's okay. It's, uh, it's a good problem to have. Though. It is. Yeah. I do like Arena too. Mm -hmm. And one thing that uh, I am excited about with Arena is the potential for it to come to other platforms. Mm -hmm. But once again, I am worried. And so, Factor Fiction, I am worried that. It has already been decided, already a decision, that Arena is not coming to mobile. Yeah. Uh, that's fiction. Yeah. So, and the, the part to focus on there is obviously it's already been decided. Uh, Arena is still in beta, so there's a lot still being worked out. But uh, to reemphasize something that we've talked about publicly, the, the client was built in such a way that it can be ported to other things. And I know Chris Cox has said publicly multiple times, it's coming to this platform, this platform, this platform. I don't mm -hmm. want to misquote him. Sure. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it, but I know he's talked about several times that Arena's not meant to be PC only. And so yeah, this is this is definitely fiction. We want people to play magic. And so mm -hmm. as many ways as we can give them to do that, we will do it. So I have this I have this device, it's called a Macintosh. Yes. Yes. All right. Um so uh oh here's Fact or fiction, mm -hmm. Wizards wants to dumb down Magic the Gathering in order to make it appeal to a wider audience. Steve, you got this one? I'd say that's 100% fiction, uh, especially as somebody that has gotten to see some of the mm. crazy combos in Standard uh, executed on platforms like also, Magic the Gathering. Also, it wasn't that long ago we released Megamorph. Like. Yeah, it, so I, I think that... Uh, if that is fiction, then why? Then what is the reason that you want to dumb down Magic the Gathering? <laughs> I don't think if that's it's not to appeal to the larger audience. What is the reason? One, you're I don't think down Magic almost got us there, Prof. Almost. So, ah, oh, man, he totally got us, Blake. <laughs> no, but let's, anyway, let's, ah, just, let's uh, yes. but, no. I I don't think Wizards is trying to dumb down Magic the Gathering. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's something that's happening. I, uh, again, if you just look at some of the some of the cards in recent sets that we've printed, stuff like Lich's Mastery, right? Or yeah. right, like like that is a very very complicated card. It's it's difficult to parse in a lot of ways, but once you understand it, you get to do a lot of really cool things with it. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, you know a lot of this also goes along with the best of one, best of three question. And Aaron and uh, Chris Clay put out an article today that mm -hmm. talked about sideboarding and its place in Magic. Um, all of these things can link together. The best thing about Magic is that you can play any way you want. But again, let's go back to an earlier answer I gave about uh, we were really good with enfranchised players. Yeah. We were really good at people who knew the stack inside and out or knew how to play when it was uh, last in, first out. If anyone gets that in the mm -hmm. audience, we're... I remember friends. the stack. Yep. Last in... Stack still exists. Remember, remember when damage went on the stack, everybody? Yeah, yeah. yeah. remember when that. Went on remember when stack. damage went on the stack? So a lot, and the thing is, <laughs> a lot of these changes that we get accused of dumbing down have been so good for the game. Uh, the removal of mana burn, although I think you feel differently. About I that. I believe mana burn <laughs> should come back. It's it's important because it, you have to pay attention to how much mana is in your mana pool. Mm -hmm. So if you get these cards that create like uh, you know some one of these souped up simic elves that makes three mana, I got to be really careful, or otherwise I might just get burned. Okay. I see. What, uh, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I liked but, mana burn. Yeah. 
You might you might be alone in that one. You you really might be. Chat. Someone in there has to like Mana Burn. So we'll we'll see. I'll let you know if anyone says. But to Blake's point. Oh wait, no. Here's at least one. Yeah. Agree. Bring at back Mana Burn. There's at to, least one. To to Blake's point. Did though, we just become best friends? <laughs> uh, a lot of these changes have been really good for the game. It's mm -hmm. given the opportunity for more people to to get in and understand it and uh, allow for more people. To who, play. Who like different who, ways of playing. Yeah, so I'm going to okay. tell you a story from um, the, we had a bunch of pros here for the uh, the MPL Summit mm -hmm. this past week. I'm not going to name names. Um, I don't think they'd care if I shared the story anyway, but they don't know I was going to share it until right now. <laughs> so there were, after the event was over, uh, I went down there to grab a couple guys to actually bring up on this stream. And uh, everyone else who was kind of waiting around, they had flights later in the day or they just didn't have anywhere to go. People were talking about drafting, and uh, everyone was kind of non-committal, like, eh, I guess I could draft, I, I don't know. Like, they had boxes of product of Ravnica Allegiance, um, either before it came out or the week it came out or something like that. People were like, I don't know. And seeing these guys not know if they want to draft is like this weird, bizarre <laughs> universe. But there was a lot of hemming and hawing and like, ah, we could draft and then, I don't know, judge draft, like look at the decks afterwards. And then someone was like, what if we just did best of one? And it was like, yep, in, let's do it. And so a lot of these changes that people view as dumbing down, they're just, sometimes they're just different ways to play the game when the situation calls for it. Best of one is amazing for people who have 10 minutes or I happen to be holding my baby and my arm arena's on, you know, the table and I can kind of do this every once in a while, but as soon as he gets fussy, I'm done. I hope my wife didn't hear that. Uh, <laughs> so, so, no. Dude, she watches it's, every week, man. You're, yeah. you're going to get home and it's going to be like, right. what do you mean you're playing arena while you're watching our kid? Uh, so, yeah, fiction. Okay. Yeah. All right. Factor fiction. Uh, we used to have this thing called Masterpieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, fact or fiction, there are currently no plans. This is another case where we were told, for the foreseeable future, but we don't know. So I'm going to say, fact or fiction, there are currently no plans for masterpieces or, say, a masterpiece-like premium mm -hmm. uh, 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 thing to return to standard sets. Fiction. 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 Uh, obviously, we're not going to get too much into future plans. Yeah, because otherwise somebody from uh, the tabletop studio is going to mm. come in through the wall and actually just yeah. like, yeah. They're not far away. They're not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but what I can say is we do, again, we've done a lot of work over the past couple of years looking at audience segments about what different people care about in Magic. And one of the things we've found is that we've kind of underserved the uh, the the collector, the person who likes to get special cards and, and these cool shinies or things with alternate art. And so we definitely have plans to do more of that mm. kind of thing. Uh, now the Masterpiece line specifically, uh, I don't know that we're going to keep calling them that, but that idea of having some cool extra collectible that's got unique art or unique framing or just looks different so that you can you know make your deck customizable and stand out the way mm -hmm. you want uh we'll definitely be looking at doing that and in a standard set not like sold separately mm -hmm. yes okay all right uh i look forward to finding out details about that one in particular we look forward to being able uh, you to know tell masterpieces you. <laughs> like so masterpieces for me was was one where i loved the idea but the if, you know i made a, a few critiques of it but it was more implementation based because i still was sad to see them go so i'm happy to yeah. hear 
something, a rebranding perhaps it sounds like, yeah. but I, and especially I like the idea that they're going to be in standard sets yeah. as opposed to sold separately. Uh, fact or fiction, speaking of going back to the old days, high fantasy artwork is not something that Wizards of the Coast is interested in pursuing anymore. Blake? Fiction. This is another one of those, I'm getting people in chat saying, ah, stop teasing us with things and just tell us stuff. Yeah. Hey, it's not, these, are, these are the questions you guys submitted. Blake, I mean, we, Blake, we can only answer Blake, them, so. Steve, I agree with chat. <laughs> Speak you up, what would. is it? Okay. I would. Well, if you're going to ask us all these forward-facing yeah. questions. You're going right. to get forward-facing forward answers. Forward answers, which are, stay tuned. But right. the, the, yes, this is fiction. This is um, definitely something that we will revisit at some point. Fact yeah. or fiction, I had to explain to Blake what high fantasy means. The absolute fact. When I asked the question, no, no, what it, is no, that? no fact is there. What are you talking about there? Actual, actual fact. But okay, but so you are saying that high that that is it, it, that is returning at some some point. At some point, you are interested in pursuing it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Need to talk about another serious one here. Oh boy. Oh boy. Splinter Twin. <laughs> fact or fiction? Splinter Twin did not deserve to be banned. It was banned just to attempt to shake up the modern format. Steve. Fiction, super fiction. Have you ever, yeah. have you ever played against, you ever against, played against Splinter Twin? Have you ever, like seriously. It's miserable. I, You're like, ah, oh, should I tap out and do this cool thing on my turn? Or have you ever, should I die? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> have you ever played against Lantern Control? Have you, played played Tron? Tron. <laughs> oh, <of course. laughs> Have you ever played against Tron? Have you ever played against Tron? Yeah, I, I'm not Splint, a big fan of Tron. I, <laughs> Splinter, Splinter Twin just. Oh, what did man. it do wrong? It did Splinter. I, I don't, in fact, I know the answer. Splinter Twin did nothing wrong. False. Nothing. Super fiction. Super fiction. Extreme fact. fiction. Yeah. That's fiction that's, with like an yeah the exclamation yeah. mark. That's extreme fiction, fiction warehouse right there. Splinter Twin. <laughs> like, that deck <laughs> was so miserable to play against because you're. Oh, yeah, I can't Dude, even describe it. I, it was frustrating. I wasn't in the building when that decision I was made either, at all. I did play Modern at the time, though. Yeah. And I actually started playing Modern again as a result of it's Splinter Twin not same. being there anymore. Um, so from, from a personal standpoint, I do not think... I, I think Splinter Twin totally deserved it. Uh, I, think, I do not think it was banned just to try and shake up the format. Uh, but, but, yes, I... I understand that everybody has their favorite card. Every card is somebody's favorite. It is. Uh, and I, I sympathize because I... I was With Splinter Twin players, I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. I loved it. It was a great matchup with Merfolk. That's true. It was, <laughs> actually. It was, it was yeah. a really good matchup for Merfolk. Yeah. 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 They had oh. all those islands. Yes. All right. Um, Fetchlands. Mm -hmm. This is something, fact or fiction, that will never be reprinted in a standard set again. Fetches are never I mean, coming back to standard. Who knows? Like that, you that's, know. No. I, I mean, honestly, I like, I... <laughs> we... we <laughs> uh, I, a lot of things could happen in the future, but I, we, we never say never on stuff like this, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, now, the reason know. this question is being asked, if yeah. anyone doesn't know, is that we've, we've said several times that Fetchlands are, are problematic cards, not just for Standard, but for Magic as a whole. The shuffling is, is a big part of it. They yeah. also make uh, mana bases often maybe just a little too good when combined mm. with lands with basic land types. Again, Mark Rosewater, who controls all things Magic Gathering. Right. <laughs> so that, and uh, doesn't even have a parking space. Doesn't, doesn't even, even have a parking <laughs> space. Um, Hashtag parking for Mark. Yeah. Marking Park. space. Marking space. 
Park God. Rosewater. He branded it. It's going to happen now. Park, Park Rosewater. Uh, so anyway, fetchlands are, you know, they're they're problematic for gameplay. Shuffling takes forever. Hmm. Uh, it's kind of a pain, but never say never. Okay. Now I do agree with you about the shuffling. I mean, especially for viewing. Uh, 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 you know, I said that I'm a big fan of magic coverage and, mm -hmm. and viewing, shuffling, it's like a loading screen almost. Yep. But that's one of the great things about Arena mm -hmm. is there isn't any shuffling. So I just, I, this idea is just coming to me right now and it's completely unscripted. <laughs> so you're probably ticked off at me, but I don't care. What if Fetchlands and the rest of Modern were put on Magic Arena? I That'd completely be cool. unscripted. I'm probably in deep Never, trouble. never yeah. say never. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that would I be know, cool. I would. I don't I mean, like, know of any plans. But sorry, for that I couldn't resist. Because <laughs> there's no okay. shuffling on Magic Arena, so Fetchlands wouldn't be a problem on Magic Arena. They wouldn't be, but they're just God. They're so miserable. <laughs> I've got a factor <laughs> fiction about Garrick. Oh, just what the a kids lot are of people. Just what a lot of a lot of people mispronounce his name and they say Garuk, but it's Garrick. Plain, simple. Garrick. Mm -hmm. Fact or fiction? Garrick died on the way back to his home planet. I laughed so hard when you submitted this because it's uh, uh, fiction. 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 Will we see him again? We're not going to say anything else. Ever? He's not dead. No, okay. he's not. No, I'll, we will answer the question. Fiction. He did not die on his way back to his home planet. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Fact or fiction, Kamigawa died on the way back to its own planet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right. And then this last one uh, uh, comes from uh, a, a video of mine that mm -hmm. included a clip uh, of this very program, which I can't believe I was invited onto. But I did want to give you, I did want to give you this opportunity. Fact or fiction, Magic the Gathering is not for everyone. Absolutely fiction. Super duper Super fiction. Super duper fiction. Yeah. yeah. Super duper fiction. Magic is for everyone. It's and you know, we talked about that earlier with trying to diversify our our, our offerings. Mm -hmm. It's we not only want to make products for everyone, but we want to make characters and locations for everyone. We want to make characters that people either see themselves in or just love unconditionally mm. or or find themselves cheering for or cheering against. Um, we want to make villains and heroes that people latch on to. You know, uh, one of the biggest reasons that people enjoy Ravnica is being able to identify themselves as a guild. Yeah. Is, is, is that feeling that this, and that, that has nothing to do with the cards, with the gameplay. Uh, you can find yourself a lot in different parts of Magic. And, we want, and, and our goal is to make that even more so, that anyone and everyone can find themselves in some part of the worlds we create, in the games, in the products we release. So, yeah, super duper fiction. It's, it's for anyone and everyone. Yeah, and that goes beyond uh, even the card game. I mean, we've got a great novel by Greg Wiseman mm -hmm. coming out in April, set on mm -hmm. Ravnica. Uh, you know, we just had that free novella from Brandon Sanderson, one of the greatest uh, fantasy writers in the mm -hmm. world, uh, come out in December for free for mm -hmm. people to enjoy. Uh, I think one of the things that you're going to see as we move forward is magic sort of expanding beyond that card frame so that people that love not just the game, but all things about magic, uh, they'll have more avenues and more ways to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. so. All right. Yeah. Cool. Fantastic. All right. So we are going to move into the bonus round. Oh. Bonus round. Bonus round. And then after that, so we're, we've only got about 15 minutes left. Okay. So, oh, wow. Uh, oh, we're going to try to run through these questions because I want to make sure that we get to 
some chat questions. I've been writing a few down as we're going along, but keep them coming. I'm watching chat. And we'll uh, do our best to get to as many as we can. Yep, yeah. exactly. So okay. So fire away. This So the factor fiction was a little bit of a, you know, of formats that we're like, hey, Prof, do this. Right. And then Prof is like, hey, can I just ask you guys some questions? And so th that's what this is. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Friday Night Magic promos. Sure. This okay. is something that was discontinued and then very quickly brought back. And that leads me to believe, I don't know the behind the scenes, mm -hmm. that there was a, enough player and I'm guessing store owner feedback uh, uh, that yeah, okay, Friday Night Magic promos needed to come back. Since that time, do you feel that your opinions and views on the importance of promos uh, have, have changed and that you fully embraced and even held up high the uh, uh, Friday Night uh, promo? Yeah, I think so. We were actually, funny enough, we were talking about this as you walked in because you were like, did you guys tweet about the Friday Night I noticed Night Magic you tweeted like 30 minutes before I came on because I was going to, I was going to try and, I was seriously, I was thinking I was going to get you and I was going to say, oh yeah, when was the last time you tweeted, even tweeted out what they are? <laughs> and you'd be like, oh. Yeah, so um, part of the shift in uh, promos uh, was actually just getting a better process behind the scenes. Part one of the reasons we moved away from it and one of the reasons we had information that people didn't enjoy the promos was because the promos were kind of lackluster for, for a while. And, and we'll freely admit that, that they were not necessarily standard playable cards or even cards that were super duper fun. Uh, and a lot of that was just because of the timeline. These cards changed as they went along for various reasons that had to do with the set. And uh, the timeline of the promos was such that uh, they, they just weren't always our best foot forward. We changed that process and shortened it. Um, I'll, and I'll give a lot of credit to the Tabletop Studio because Absolutely. they figured out a way to do that to where now the, the promos for RNA were things like light up the stage. Mortify. Mortify. Being played. Being played. Growth spiral. Being Growth played. spiral. Yep. Lavinia, which is not being played in standard, but you know what? Is pretty darn good in older formats. Mm. Um, and, and other formats like Commander? Yep. Like, yep. yeah. Exactly. So uh, credit to uh, the Tabletop Studio who figured out better ways to do better promos, which has helped us embrace all And additionally, okay. you know, credit to our really strong design team. Those, uh, I love those Friday Night Magic frames. Mm -hmm. I love them. I think, I think it's a really, really great design, and credit to uh, our design team here in, at, uh, yeah. at Wizards. Why can't we ever, just once, not all the time, not a, just a, a rare occurrence, why do Friday Night Magic promos always have to be standard uncommons? Why can't there just be one time where it's not a, a I'm not saying Karn liberated as a Friday mm -hmm. Night Magic promo, but there's a lot of, of modern cards that are just modest reprints. They're, 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 it's not like a huge Karn liberated demand for it, but it's a moderate level reprint that could be seen as a, a promo, but that's a no-no. Why not just once a, a commander, like, a leg, like it's commander month, mm -hmm. and you go into Friday Night Magic and you'll get a, 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 an, maybe alternate art, commander as the Friday Night promo. Why is yeah. that off the uh, off the table. I definitely wouldn't say it's off the oh, table. Okay, um, I thought I, it, it I had to be uncommons from standard. It, that is definitely our preference okay. for uh, yeah. especially the ones that are just participation, because the the one of the issues we do have is that promos create bad incentives if they are too valuable and too collectible when our goal is to have a fun environment that people come play in. Sure. So for example, our draft weekend promo would 
almost certainly never be something like that because that's not the point of coming into sure. to draft. You'd have people coming in just trying to get those promos and win, and that's not the environment we're trying to foster there. So there's a lot of that. But that said, there could absolutely be, you know, maybe one year in the month when Commander, uh, whatever the year comes out. come out, like the month the, that the precons exactly. come out, perhaps. That absolutely could be done. That's not off yeah. the table by any sense. Um, but our, our preferred method is to give something that that's a nice bonus, but doesn't, like, overly drive behavior. Okay. Because it leads to bad incentives sometimes. How possible is it for the alternate arc to return to promos? Or is that n that uh, uh, it's needed? It's possible. Mm -hmm. I, possible. Feel, I, I feel like, you know, because I understand the time frame thing, so yep. it helps not to need to commission new art. But yep. it was nice getting alternate art. I know. Okay, okay. Uh, I want to talk about Magic Fest. I yes. want to talk about a specific Magic Fest. Okay. I want to talk about Magic Fest Los Angeles coming up. This is the very first Popper PTQ, or actually it's called M. TQ, MCQ? Uh, MQ. MQ. Mythic qualifier. This is going to be a popper in paper mythic qualifier, the winner of which goes to the Pro Tour or the uh, Mythic Championship is what's been is, is called yep. now. This is a huge step forward for the popper format, which has been exploding in popularity these last few years. And yet, despite all this, Popper is still not on Gatherer. Mm -hmm. There is no official Paper Popper legality ruling. Much needed Popper reprints seem to be ignored. And Mothership articles... That's me. That's, that's him. And support <laughs> are almost never about Popper, if ever. Given all of this, what do we, the players, need to do to convince you that... We just want a little bit of encouragement to play mm -hmm. Popper for in, in, in some in some of those ways, even just mothership articles. Or, I posted, what do we your, have to I posted do? your video on Daily today. Thank you. You're welcome. Because <laughs> Gavin was in it. Um, in all seriousness, we've had a lot of discussions about this around the office yeah. about yes. about the best way to do this, and of course the the biggest thing to solve. This goes back to us not wanting to do anything or say anything until we have a full picture. The biggest thing to solve with Popper is the difference between Mitko and real life. Um, because they are, they are the reason people use the Mitgo rules in real life is because Mitgo has been, Magic Online, has been the uh, home for Popper for a really long time. It's, it's played, uh, it's got a strong environment on Magic Online, and in real life, it's a bit spottier. Mm -hmm. You have, you have uh, communities that have large Popper followings, and then somewhere you'll walk into a store with a Popper deck, and then you're like, uh, I don't know. Um, and, and so it's always been Magic Online led, but people want to play it in paper because it's a fun format. I used to play, uh, well, I hate Some Tron, well, I hate Tron and Modern. No. I love casting Mull Drifters off Trons and Prismatic uh, oh, whatevers yeah. in, uh, in Pauper. Yeah. So the format's super fun. Sometimes, sometimes it's not. Uh, but we have to solve for that. And that, that's a hard solve because... Saying tomorrow, oh, well, we're going to do paper pauper tournaments and we're going to support it with mm -hmm. more uh, Mythic Championships are, uh, and the pauper list is now only paper. It's based on what was printed at Common and Paper. That blows up the format. It's a completely different format. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there was an article on uh, MTG Goldfish the other day, yesterday, I think, that yes. was, we don't know what pauper is. 
And that's a big part of what we need to solve for. But I did have, I actually had a conversation last week with somebody who's like, oh, yeah. we're looking at solving some of these issues. Do you have any thoughts? Um, so it's definitely on our minds. Cool. How do, you how do you feel about the fact that someone will be at the Pro Tour for winning a popper tournament? I feel That's great. It's wild. It's great. It's not awesome. wild. It's yeah. Magic Fest Los Angeles. I'll be playing in it, and I hope to see you too. And I should note, we're qualifying people through Magic Online, popper play as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So there, there are a couple different ways to be a popper More than one way it. to yeah. make it all the way to yep. the highest echelon of competitive Magic through playing popper on Magic Online or in paper. Mm -hmm. Last Bonus round before we get to those audience questions, and yes. I wanted to let you guys, in a sense, have a rebuttal to me. I've made a lot of videos criticizing uh, and praising, I would like to add, <laughs> Magic the Gathering products over the years. And I thought I'd just ask while I was here, honestly, uh, is there any one product in particular, that uh, above the rest, that you feel I was perhaps unfair in my critique, and I'm curious what your rebuttal, or then I'm not gonna be like, no, you're wrong, I don't like that, but <laughs> my words are out there on my videos, on my channel, uh, I've said my piece, I'm wondering if you wanna take an opportunity to say yours in rebuttal to any one of my videos where you felt I was particularly see, unfair. You, you said you had something. Yeah. Uh, or missed the see, point. He's like, yeah, no, I, I got <laughs> something. <laughs> I, uh, Blake's, Blake's like, I'd have to think about it, and Steve's like, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll preface this by saying before I came to the building, I watched your videos uh, a lot, and I still do. Like I, as a normal? Yeah, like wow. as, as a normal human. Uh, uh, one of the, I, I, and I will preface by saying I was in the building for this particular product review that you did. Okay. Uh, the Global Series decks was, oh. uh, was something that I disagreed with you on. Okay. Uh, not necessarily because you were incorrect about uh, a, not them not being right for a particular segment of player, um, but because I feel like uh, one of the things that was great about the Global Series for me personally uh, and for a lot of people that I know is that it was one of those chances to see yourself represented in a game. Uh, that's very important to me. It's even more important to me now that I have a, have a tiny child at home. Yeah. Uh, I want to be able to have products, uh, Magic products specifically, that where he can see himself in our game, where uh, kids like him uh, can see themselves in our game. That to me is so important uh, for new players, especially kids specifically, as they're learning how to play the game, as they're learning these concepts that we all know and love, stuff like combat math, stuff like uh, when do you cast a sorcery, when do you cast an instant, when is it gonna be most impactful? And uh, I think that emphasizing that simplicity of those decks, right? Uh, so that people can have a baseline from which they can learn the game, uh, not necessarily concentrating on, you know, what's, what's a good rate for, mm -hmm. for mana, what's a good uh, effect for this amount of mana, uh, just being a product where people can see themselves in the game, see their heritage or culture in the game, uh, and allow them to learn and realize that they are cared for and represented by people that care for and love this game. Um, I, I actually do agree with you that they're not the right product for heavily enfranchised players. I don't think that they are. But when you look at it from the perspective of uh, parents who want their kids to be able to see themselves in their favorite games, or even parents to see, for parents to want their kids to see themselves in the parents' favorite game, uh, 
I think that product does it admirably and it allows mm. me to have something to share with my kid when it comes time for him to learn what I believe is the greatest game in the entire world. Um, so in that way, I didn't entirely agree with your review. I think it was, uh, I think it was a product meant for uh, an, an audience that maybe doesn't always watch your videos or uh, doesn't necessarily, isn't as interested in the desirability of cards that are inside. Uh, so that was one that I, I disagreed with, but sure. I, I also agree that it's not right necessarily for every segment of player. And well, that, goes, I, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. I can't give a better answer than yeah. that. So I'm not <laughs> well, try. I, well, I, 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 I definitely, you know, I mean, I still stand by my review. I do, yeah. I do believe in everything that you just said, and I believe that's... Uh, uh, definitely something that I would never disagree with. Yeah, and I want to clear up something that there's a lot of questions in chat. That product was released globally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There was yeah. a legality difference between mainland China. But it was released But globally. it was released. Yeah. You, could, you could buy it uh, at, at, at any local yeah. store. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so let's... We're technically out of time, but you know we've got some. Uh, we've, we've got, got questions. And we, we, we are, are, are you the boss or what? Come I, on, I, this is my show. I'm gonna do this. Um, oh no, wait, that's Mark Rosewater. <laughs> Mark says it's okay for us to go over. This is how it happens. He said, it, he said it from his parking space. Um, okay. <laughs> Question, questions. I've I've written down. I've, I've tried to grab as much as I can. Um, could we see more prof on Wizards of the Coast shows or yeah? I don't know, Prof, mm -hmm. you want to come back? Is that yes! The, is that the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm totally. just, I'm just am amazed I exist here. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you live a lot yeah. closer now. So I do. Was, that's that helps. When I, when I first Hop wrote you, I was like, I was like, we could Skype you in. Because <laughs> Skype. I'll just come up. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. Portland's Great. very close to Seattle, for those of you that are on the it's East Coast and have no a little, idea. A little what train ride. It's very so, nice. So, yes, yeah. we love Prof. We want him. He does, you know what? Criticism's fine. Yeah. There's really? Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a good critique. Are you feeling okay? Yeah. fine. Fine. You know what? You do, you do it in a positive manner, which is what we respect. Um, all right. I, I, we, we've kind of answered this question before. Okay. Standard is no longer supported on tabletop. We'll just give that a fiction. Yeah, uh, totally it's, fiction. It's, again, standard is our bread and butter on, on tabletop. We haven't announced the Mythic Championship formats for the rest of the year, but Cleveland, for example, mm -hmm. is Cleveland, the biggest event that will have happened so far this year in February. Of course, the Mythic Invitational is not too long after that. Right. That one's a big event as well. Uh, but the Mythic Championship one in Cleveland is a tabletop event with standard. And it's a big showcase event. Uh, so no. Uh, we're getting a ton of questions about best of one. Best sure. of one versus best of three. Yeah. Um, rather than try to answer them all, since we're running short on time, I would encourage you to go to dailymtg.com today. There is an article called The And of Magic of MTG the Arena. Arena. Yeah. Uh, and it talks a lot, and, and that's Aaron Forsyth and Chris Clay. So Aaron Forsyth is from the Tabletop Studio. I'm sorry, did you just say the end of MTG Arena? No. <laughs> we realized the end that? of MTG Arena. You heard and. it here. And. Ah, scoops. And. Scoops. And. and. The and you're, you're a professor. One letter makes an entire difference. <laughs> yes, it does. And D. Uh, and the the whole point of that article is that just because we're adding best of one doesn't mean we're taking other things away. Um, so there are a lot of questions on it. that article. Does a lot of work answering those. So go to dailymtg.com and read the and of uh, MTG Arena by Chris Clay and Aaron Forsyth. And again, Aaron Forsyth is from the Tabletop Studio. Chris yep. Clay is from the Digital Studio. And uh, they do a lot of work together. Mm -hmm. um, next question, when are we releasing the Portal app? Um, 
I get this question all the time. Yeah. Uh, we announced towards the end of last year, and it was an announcement I, I realize a lot of people missed, uh, that the Portal app is delayed. It, it just is. Yeah. Um, it's reasons. It's, it, it'll come, but uh, we're not going to give a date for it right now. Uh, it is. It, it, I'll say it's still in the works. Will that still Portal app only be coming to one kingdom or all three kingdoms? Uh, it's still in development. I no, it's Portal Three Kingdoms. Oh, I get it. I get it. Uh, I, I get knew it there now. was something in there, and yeah. I was trying to figure Portal out what it was. That was a little. I get it. That uh. was that was good. That was a good joke. Chat, everybody, 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 clap. Whatever. I don't need your pity, chat. <laughs> I don't need your pity. Um, here, oh, here's a question. Why do you invite streamers to pro events? So. This is the question about the Mythic Invitational. It is. First of all, the Mythic Invitational is, yes, it is a competitive event with a bunch of money on the line, but it is also an exhibition. It is meant yeah. to be a showcase. It is and a spectacle. And here's the thing. I will go to bat for, I, I can't think of the entire, but pretty much, I think every streamer that we have on that list. Um, I know that we did a lot of work behind the scenes to make sure that the invitees who were not from the Magic Pro League were magic players, that they play magic, that they stream magic. A lot of them made mythic. We, we wanted to make sure that these were strong players um, who, yes, have a, an audience and um, were, were good ambassadors for the game, right. that they represented uh, a diverse cross-section of our community um, and, a, and a positive one. And I'm, I will go to bat for everyone we invited. Yeah, me too. So. Uh, portal. Yeah, that's not a real question. <laughs> well, I, don't even, I don't even know that's real handwriting. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote down, there was a question about this being a propaganda show, and I'm like, ah, kinda. I mean, this you don't have to pay two mana to watch you're on it. The, so. You're on the Wizards of the Coast Magic Channel. Yeah. Uh, we're going to generally talk about I, I hope that involving... I, I would like to say, yeah. I would like to say <laughs> that those are probably the most, like, hardball questions that have ever, like, I mean, when do you, like, yeah. like this was some pretty hardball questions. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I had to submit them in advance. Uh, Almost nothing got vetoed. Were you, were you Almost, surprised? I was very surprised. Yeah. I was actually, I was reading the, these over with a few people preparing, and I was like, check this. I literally was like, check this out. No notes here at all. I wonder if you, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if we saw it. <laughs> like, I was pretty surprised. Like, yeah, there was a couple joke questions, but zero came from you. Mm -hmm. Zero were, hey, we want you to ask this so we can say this. It was me voicing what I wanted to voice. Uh, yeah, there were one or two that it was like, eh, the, the reasons. Uh, but other than that, I got, I got to ask my list. Uh, uh, I did not hold back. I don't, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm honored to be here, but I, I don't work for or with you. Mm -hmm. And, and my, my bread and butter comes from my YouTube channel. And, and so, you know, my obligation is to my viewers, not to Wizards of the Coast in that sense. And I wanted to make sure they were questions uh, that met those obligations. I think this was pretty, you know, like, I and mean. And sprung a couple. Now, I'm not saying, you, you sprung a couple, couple on us live. Yeah, like, I it sprung was, a couple. Yeah. I'll, I'll never be welcome back in the building <laughs> after that. Now, as to the answers, that's, I, I hope people listen. Uh, but I'm glad that you at least listened to the questions. Yes, absolutely. I, I, you know, that's, you listened. You didn't. Go, nya, 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 nya. Well, and I think you if know? there's one thing to take away from this, it's that we do listen. You know, just because you don't you don't see us respond directly to, mm -hmm. to you doesn't mean we're not listening. It doesn't mean we're not watching. We we do hear you. 
Um, and that's important to note. Even we don't always say it. We do hear you. We yeah, do listen. And, and we can do a better yeah. job of making that apparent. Yeah. Uh, that we we listen, but you know we have teams of people whose job is to listen and respond where appropriate yeah. and know when not to say anything for reasons. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I hope. We're running a little over time, and uh, props got to get going. So I hope that uh, you guys enjoyed this show. I hope that you learned a little bit, even though, yes, we did a lot of teasing. A little, little looking forward. Yeah. Um, but thank you, everyone, for tuning into Weekly MTG. We're going to be back next week with the Elaine Chase. Vice President of Esports, Elaine Chase. Vice President of Esports, Elaine Chase. Has no parking space. <laughs> Has no parking, parking space. space uh, is going to come. Hashtag space for Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Parking and she's going to talk about DCI <laughs> management. No, she's going to talk about uh, esports. Yeah. Yeah. So totally. <laughs> Thank you so much. She'll be here yep. next Thursday. Kenji's up next. Yep. Thank you so much to Prof for yep. being here. Thank, Thank you very, very much. much. Yep. Cool. Thank you for having me. We'll, we'll see everybody next week.